out the corner of my eyes, I saw this creature, which was uh, over six foot tall, with feathers. It, it just looked like a giant bird, but yet a man. And it was standing with its shoulders, and then its neck down like this. I just couldn't imagine what I was seeing, and panicked. And when I tried to run, I couldn't. I couldn't. Hi, this is Jacob. That's Mothboy Jake, and I am Mothboy Matt. Uh, this is Mothboy Mike. Party! I, yeah, I guess. I don't. Rock and roll. Yeah! Yeah, <laughs> sparkling water, dudes. Let's do this. And this is Mothboys, a podcast on cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. Unknown. What is up? What's up, everybody? Matt Matt was gargling sparkling water towards the end of that unknown. That's why he sounded like he was underwater. Right. Yeah. He's not actually. He's not actually a mermaid. He's a gargling sparkling water. So he's a sparkling water hunk. (laughs) Yeah, he is. All right, boys. What's up? What's going on? Let's go to let's do Matt first. What's yeah, going Matt's on in your, your big world? Big news. Big news. Big news for Matt. Uh, so yeah, I I moved to Western New York. Western New York. Sorry. Yeah. Truly the yes. arm the armpit. <laughs> truly the armpit of America. So Western New York. So that's a um, kid from West Virginia. Exactly. Um, Actually, West and, Virginia is so uh, much more beautiful than Western New York. <laughs> I moved to I moved to uh, to the Westfield area because of uh, a career. I'm super excited about it. Finally, nice. something exciting besides Mike's wedding has happened, uh, and because I know everyone's been thrilled about that. But yeah, this job, l- absolutely love it. It's like yeah. super computer um, intensive work, and everyone's just so fucking funny and great to work with. Uh, All Matt's I, new name. This yep. Matt, the supercomputer, Shang. Yep. yep. All I hear it's, is nerd, nerd talk is what I hear. <laughs> it's uh, it, right, it's with a company called The Wine yeah. Group, and we make Mad okay. Dog 2020 and mm. uh, Franzia, and we make um, uh, the Mogan David Concord Grape and Ooh, amongst okay. a, a bunch of other different types of wines and no, liqueurs. Sponsorship for us? Sponsorship, Matt. That would be also, fucking dope. Also, Matt, this is, um, I might be wrong here, but this this stuff all sounds very fancy. Is this is is that correct in saying that you you are producing the and, fanciest of drinks? Yes, I, it it, it okay. all does sound very fancy. Um, I don't know. I just I've kind of become a a wine uh, snob, uh-huh. if you will. Right. Right. <laughs> um. And I've just become more distinguished, really. Uh, sitting, sitting, that's what sitting behind a computer writing notes does to you. you know, yeah. Makes you into <laughs> a real wine snob. That's what being a, a computer nerd at a winery does. Turns right. you into a snob. Yep. I know, but other than that... Um, Congrats, dude. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love this area. Wolfpack. And I'm stoked to be here. Um, awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Jake, what about you? Uh, so I guess um, I'm going to have to change the name, but I started an emo record label uh, okay. called The Wine Group, but W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> right, The Wine Group. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know Matt's company was called The Wine Group, so right. I have to come up with something new. It was for my new emo band. Uh, oh, but, okay. How come when, uh, I said it, when I heard you say emo band, I knew you were going to go for wine? Mm-hmm. Wine Group. Well... We're That's working pretty- hard on getting this new Hawthorne Heights side project. Uh, yeah, I was going to say dashboard <laughs> confessional, but he's too big for us. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we got the touring basis from Hawthorne Heights. He toured with them for one Warp tour. Right. Uh, the wine group, big the- big news, big stuff happening. Yeah, big, big stuff, stuff happening. Big stuff. Big. It's like when a band posts big stuff happening, and it's two years. Like, you know, when they post on Facebook, big stuff happening, and then you see that same post from two years ago, and there's nothing yeah. new that had happened at all. That's that was my old band actually. We said, "Oh, we're gonna record a new EP, big stuff happening," and like ten years later, we're just starting to record it for real. <laughs> Wait, are you really recording? Yeah, that's awesome. What's your band called again, Jake? I don't know because I, I was gonna be the Wine Group band. <laughs> it but was I have to it, change it. 
You can't say it on white here. men can't jump, and then they changed it. Right. That's good. I'm glad you changed it, Jake. Yes, I'm very, very with the times. Uh, so, Mike, Mike, what have you been up to? Nah, I don't know, guy. I don't oh, really got. I don't who have cares? Any, Your wedding cares. sucked. Hey. All right, Jake. What are we covering today? Yeah, you okay, guys are funny. Mike. Okay, Mike. Well, I guess since I Mike's was, a married man, we'll allow it. Yeah. I was about to go on and just tell you that I don't really have any big news, and everybody would have laughed, right? No, no, because okay. everyone uh, knows. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> Mike had no news. <laughs> no, I got married. Uh, got married to Moth Girl Bonnie. Uh, Jake and Matt were at the wedding. Appreciate you guys coming out. And I didn't catch that. COVID, so that's didn't good. catch COVID, so we're yeah. all good there. Um, went on my honeymoon. Yeah, how was your honeymoon? Nope beautiful i mean it was awesome uh but no man it was it's beautiful there i looked around for like any kind of like cryptid history or anything or no nah, there's nothing nothing down there in the u.s well, see, virgin islands cryptids happen in areas where sad shit happens <laughs> sure and the virgin do. islands just beautiful it's tropical just beautiful. paradise so there's they a, don't have time to worry about cryptids and stuff <laughs> that's why west virginia has like 20 and the virgin <laughs> islands has zero because no one's have... depressed there and there's probably, yeah yeah yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of pirate history there, which which also leads into the 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 genius merchandise idea of booty hunter and all the shirts. So oh, dog, that yeah. should be a hunter. new moth boy shirt. Yeah, it should be a new moth boy shirt. Moth the boy, booty hunter it should boys. just be <laughs> Jake Moth Boy Jake the booty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, that was that was uh awesome just being down there and. Spending yeah. time with my new wife. Very nice. Um, what else has been going on As in my Borat life? As Borat said, very nice. Very, very nice. And nice. he said my wife. He said my he said my wife, too. Oh, yeah, yeah my so wife. put a Borat without even realizing. Hey, Look at Jake, that. Jake, do you, I know you're really good at a, at Borat impressions. Do a Borat impression for us. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. yeah. My wife. Nice. That was really very good, nice. <laughs> that was good, too. <laughs> my, my wife... <laughs> I'm so good at it, dude. Oh, jeez. I'm a uh, master impressionist. So what else is going to be going on in my life, boys? Um, we just, I just had an event with uh, Moth and Learns ABCs. Cool. Uh, at, at the Arts Walk in Morgantown. We sold out of books, so that was nice. Uh, that was a pleasant surprise, getting getting all those books sold out. That's awesome. Other than that, man, just returning to work this week. Tired already. Oh, uh, that price sucked. It's rough. It's rough. Me and me, me and uh, Moth Girl Bonnie actually took a tour down to the Mothman statue and back. And we did a little hot dog tour on the way down. Oh, of West yeah. Virginia hot dogs. So that was fun. That's fun. So, yeah. Awesome. You seem like you had the best time ever. Did you? I did. I really did. I really did have the best did time ever. Did you stop at what's, no complaints. what's it called? Hillbilly hot dog? No, they were closed that day. That was going to ah. be one of the stops, but they were closed. So I think they're more about the gimmick than the hot dog. They are. Though. They are about the gimmick. Yeah. It's, a Hillbilly, great, it's a great gimmick, though. Hillbilly yeah. Hot Dog has one of the most iconic Guy Fieri moments where he grabs like the foot-long, like, thick hot dog uh-huh. and he puts it in front of his face like he's using it as a smiley. <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of Triple D, and he went to Hillbilly Hot Dog, and I think that's like a top 10 iconic Guy Fieri moment. Hell that's yeah. awesome. Big-ass raw hot dog, and he just uses it to smile in front of his face. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, that's all I've been up to, guys. So, um, I think awesome. I think that, uh, yeah, life is perfect right now, boys. Nice. And I got, I got, yeah. I got you boys in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm a positive little ray of sunshine right now. I love so, that. Good. Yep. That's beautiful. Yes, that is. So, Jake, what are we doing tonight, Jake? Today we are doing not the Bermuda, Mm-mm. not the Bridgewater, Mm-mm. but the Bennington Triangle. Say what? Mm. The Bennington, the, the Bennington triangle. triangle. Okay, it's not. I don't know if it's an equilateral or an isosceles. I just Wait. know it's a triangle. All tri- right, Bennington. Yes. Bennington is that? Isn't that also like a kid's character, like a bear? That's Paddington, but Pat- you know. Oh, Paddington. What about, what, about, <laughs> what about Chester Bennington? Was that the singer of Lincoln Park? Is that his name? One step closer to the edge. I'm about to break, baby. Yeah. All right, let's do this. So the Chester Bennington Triangle is <laughs> yeah. a phrase coined by Mothboy Michael. Right. In, I, don't, I forgot to say 2020, but we're in 2021. Yeah. 2021 to denote an area of southwestern Vermont where they just listen to Lincoln Park 24-7. <laughs> wow. End of the episode right there. Thanks yeah. for joining us, people. Real or fake? <laughs> Real. <laughs> 
Uh, so the Benedictine Triangle is actually a phrase coined by New England author Joseph Citro during a public radio broadcast in 1992 to denote an area of southwestern Vermont where tons of strange events occur. Hmm. Okay. Tons. And I swear, we're going to go over this soon. There's tons of strange events. I'm excited. Uh, so according to uh, Citro, the Bennington Triangle is an ill-defined area surrounding the Glastonbury Mountain and roughly bordered by the region of Bennington itself. Uh, it bears a striking resemblance to the nearby uh, Bridgewater Triangle right. in Massachusetts. Okay. Yep, going to ask about that. Okay. That's cool. But the area has it all. Bigfoot-like creatures, sex perverts, Hell murderers, yeah. <laughs> what? ghost towns, huh? UFOs. <laughs> Wormholes, yeah. Native American curses. I was gonna. Right. I thought you were gonna say big Bigfoot perverts next. <laughs> I felt like Stefan there from Saturday Night Live doing one of his nightclubs. Oh, right. This has it all. Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sex perverts. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so, like any good story we tell, Native American legend. So the Native Americans of the area, they had long been wary of the area and avoided it. Um, fearing the land was cursed, they only used the land to uh, bury their dead. Okay. They also said that the Glastonbury Mountain is where the four winds meet, and the area has erratic and difficult wind patterns. Mm. But an Algonquin legend warned of a malevolent—I can't say it. Milly vanilli. Milly vanilli stone. A malevolent, a malevolent stone in the mountains that would. So a malevolent stone in the mountains that would open up and devour anyone unlucky what? enough to step on what? it. <laughs> what? That's sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're, we're starting off. We're with starting off crazy. A, a man-eating rock. That's right. fucking this awesome. Uh, so according to uh, Citro's book, um, The Vermont Monster Guide, no one alive has seen the dangerous anomaly on the Glastonbury Mountain, but Native Americans knew of it and warned people away. Uh, it is a sizable rock, large enough to stand on, but when someone stands upon it, the rock becomes less solid and, like a living thing, swallows the unfortunate trespasser. <laughs> so what? what's the what's the digestive period like for this thing? Like, <laughs> when does it come out, you know? It shits out the Ben and Jerry's factory. <laughs> uh, this is insane. That's one of many Ben and Jerry's references I will be making yes. tonight. yes. Did so that, we're starting off the bat with a man eating rock. Right. Okay. So that's just insane. And a lot of people think, you know, this could be like a wormhole or like a portal to another right. dimension because there's so much high strangeness there and right. there's so many disappearances in the area. Hmm. Yes. So, I mean, you, you you had me right at man eating rock. I mean, right. we could just stop yeah, there. Unfortunately, and it's just... I, I'm going to say it doesn't, it gets weirder, but there's nothing as cool as the man eating rock. Right. I'm trying to go in chronological order. What if the <laughs> rock. I should have saved it for the end. What if the rock is a wormhole, though? Maybe that's yeah, the point. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just, just wait. No, nope, just okay, wait. Okay. Keep going. We have so much more. And that theory actually could hold a lot of weight. Uh, so, strange events, they continued when settlers arrived in the area in the 1800s. Uh, so, basically, this area is bordered, like, there's two, like, towns, Glastonbury uh, and then Fayville. There was a couple towns there that were known for, like, mining and cutting trees down, but they became ghost towns because they were up on a huge mountain. So, the settlers, it's always been a weird area. Um, once the settlers arrived in the 1800s, I know this is not paranormal, but I thought it was strange, so I would include it. Uh, in 1867, there was a, a wild man sighting in the, mm. in the Bennington area where a mysterious man would venture down from the woods where he lived in a cave. Uh, he pulled back his coat and exposed himself to unsuspecting women in Glastonbury and nearby Bennington. That's fucked up. So this dude, instead of running down from the mountain and grabbing uh, essentials, food, water, he'd run down and just whip it out and show everybody and then run back up the hill and go back home. <laughs> yeah, what That's the fuck wild. is he doing? How is he, how is he eating and shit? And so he's just like, you know, I'm going to go down there and flash... And then go back up, and that's my contribution. Yep. Like, I could get a hot meal, or I could just flash my dong to a woman. <laughs> right. 
Jeez, that, uh, what, what a, this is a, this story is insane. And just you know, just in case you know the women uh, were were uh, not into it, he also was said to have a revolver. He pointed at them for intimidation. What <laughs> the? F- That's so this man insane. lived in the cave in the woods. Fuck. He did, and it's a very wilderness. It's, it's right. extreme wilderness. Right. He lives in the woods, exposed himself. He probably was like, "Oh, I'll eat twigs tonight because I just want to expose myself." Right. Um, but eventually, they ran him out of town, Hell and that yeah. legend faded into. I mean, also, head. like he's a wild man, so maybe he was born in that cave, and then and he thinks that's how he attracts mates. You know, what I mean, pointing revolver at somebody and, op- and exposing. <laughs> yeah, possibly himself. that could be. This is how it works, like right? This he is how had it works. a revolver, so at some point he had to be civilized. That's true. So he uh, knows better than that. Yeah. yeah, he knows better than that. He's an yeah. asshole. Is what He's he is, just an you know, asshole. maybe the revolver was uh, extra big to make up for uh, something else that was extra small. Yes, yes. His heart and soul. His heart and soul. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so that was 1867. Now in 1892, Fayville mill worker Henry McDowell murdered John Crowley by bashing him in the head with uh, either a piece of wood or a rock, depending on the stories. I read a couple different ones. Yeah. Uh, He fled town, but was caught in Connecticut, where he made a full confession. Hmm. The thing that was weird about this was, he said he always heard voices in his head while at work, and the voices in his head wouldn't leave him alone until he murdered this man. John Crowley. Wow. John Crowley got murdered by Henry McDonald's. Okay. Like the <laughs> John, like the John, John Crowley. Who, like the who's John Crowley. Isn't John? Isn't Crowley? Isn't uh? Isn't uh? Isn't he like a like Satanists are all about him? He, Alistair, like, Crowley? Alistair, Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley. Yeah. John Crowley was long, his, John Crowley was his twin cousin. brother. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Actually, I did read that. Yeah, yep. There you go. Yep. But he wasn't in. He was into Buddhism. Not yeah, Satanism. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's why he got murdered. Um, but then eventually, Henry McDowell, he was sentenced to the mental institution, but he escaped and was never seen from again. And some say he returned to Glastonbury and the Bennington Triangle. As a wild man. <laughs> As a wild man, yeah. <laughs> Except for the, the dates. But if we're going like time, we traveling. Go time loop. Yeah. 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 There well, there is sort of like a Blair Witch time loop element to this, right. too. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that so so far we have a pervert a murderer and a man eating rock okay this is is a good story this is a good story um so let's just add a bigfoot like creature to the mix now Mm -hmm. i'm down with that we're in the early 1900s now Mm -hmm. so according to obscure vermont in the early 1900s a stagecoach full of passengers were making their way over the mountains near glassenberry uh, near present-day Route 9 in Woodford, it was well past dark and a violent rainstorm was washing out the road. The rain was coming down so hard. How hard was it? <laughs> it doesn't say. Uh, it soon forced the driver to slow down to a crawl as the thunder cracked the night sky. Things became so bad that the driver had to come to a complete stop in the dark and wet mountain wilderness. As he hopped down from the stagecoach with a lantern to get a good idea of the situation, he noticed something peculiar illuminated by lantern light. There, he saw giant footprints in the mud just ahead of him. Mm, What do you think it is? There we go. Yep, there it is. That is beautiful. (laughs) Call back, baby. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, the rain hadn't washed the mud prints yet away, so they were fresh tracks. Uh, his observations reveal that the tracks were widely spaced, suggesting that whatever had made them was tremendous in size. Mm. At that point, Shaq. Shaq. This <laughs> is all it can be. That's all we know. Shaq and Little Debbies. <laughs> um, so he noticed the horses were beginning to get spooked, but he just couldn't stop thinking about those tracks. What made them? He soon hollered back to the passengers, passengers, ooh, my Western New York just came out there. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, ooh, it did. and asked for their opinions. <laughs> At that point, the ho- horses were going wild. Wow. Buck wild. Buck wild horses, yeah. Matt, Buck you do cherry. a question of a horse Buck going yeah. wild. Yeah. Wait, what? I don't think he heard you. Never mind. Let's continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, you heard me. Damn. <laughs> I thought we'd get away with it. <laughs> Funny, that is also his impression for a Buck Cherry song. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so the horses were going wild, which was spooking the driver, and that meant something was hunting them nearby, and it might be what made those tracks. As the passengers began to step out, something dealt a savage blow to the side of the carriage. Now all the passengers scrambled out of the carriage, completely terrified. The blows to the carriage kept coming until the whole thing tumbled over on its side. Oh, boy. The quivering passengers and drivers huddled together in the dark with the rain stinging their faces. Was it acid rain? The world may never know. Remember the acid rain? That was a real thing that people were worried about back in the day. Oh, I yeah. always thought my face would get burned off by rain, but it's just because we pollute all the time. Right. Uh, so yeah. it's not, yeah, but still, whatever. So if it does acid rain, it's our own fault, really. I mean, yeah, so. but it's not like acid. I thought it was going to be like acid. I was going to be like the guy at the end of Indiana Jones. Right. His face, his face melting. <laughs> yeah. You know that sick um, movie, Hard Rain? Um, so uh, the rain was stinging their faces. Then the creature came into view, though it was almost impossible to see. Two large eyes could be being out staring at them. Uh, the details describe the creature is roughly eight feet tall and hairy. So it just smashed their carriage some more, smashed it to the side, kept smashing it, staring at the, the um, people that were in the carriage, and then it just sort of stumbled off into the woods. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess he's done. So, yeah. yeah, they relayed their story, uh, and then that um, creature was dubbed the Bennington Monster. Okay. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, you know, basically, I don't know, like, the Bigfoot, why did the Bigfoot never just murder somebody? It just <laughs> right. makes me so angry. Yeah, he always stumbles off. Just, he does something. Yeah, just finished the job already. He does something scary, right? Yeah. Oh, he was terrified. He was literally showing his strength. Maybe right. it was just like a strength, a show of strength. Right. It's just like, I'm strong, you're weak, what are you going to do about it? But I think it's it's like a, he does something really scary to people and he goes, whoops. I thought I think I heard my mama call for dinner. Mm-hmm. Gotta go, guys. It's like one of those. I don't get. I don't understand why he just doesn't finish a job. Um. So yeah, that's the Bennington monster. There's been many other um, appearances, including in 2003. That's the most recent one I could find. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, according to the book, uh, Weird New England, uh, Ray Dolphin of Vermont uh, was driving by the Glastonbury Mountain when he saw a large black thing by the road. Uh, basically, it just darted in front of him. And then it left the road, but he described it as hairy all over, uh, six to eight feet tall. Hmm. So there is still reports up into the 2000s of this. Okay. Um, But the biggest one was that initial one. Right. And I don't know if it's directly connected, but the strangest report of the Bennington Bennington monster uh, happened in 1943. That's a good year. Great. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> this happened. So yeah, it's a good yeah, year. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, I think World War Two was happening in nineteen. <laughs> Not a great year. I, Not a great year. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in nineteen forty-three, um, according to the book Missing Four One One, which oh, is a very yeah. popular series, mm-hmm. uh, uh, thirty-seven-year-old Carl Herrick went hunting in the woods about ten miles northeast of Glastonbury. Uh, at some point during the hunt. Uh, Carl and his cousin Henry were separated. What boring names, Carl and Henry. Yeah, really? Uh, so at some point during the hunt, uh, Carl and his cousin Henry were separated. Uh, Henry eventually made it back to camp, but Carl did not show up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. As dusk began to fall and Carl still hadn't arrived, Henry immediately contacted law enforcement just as the snow began to fall. Hmm. The search for Carl lasted three Carl, days with a K. without finding. I wish <laughs> it's just not even. It's not even cool. It's that Carl with a. It's Carl with a C. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I think anybody with the name Carl with a C is destined to work in middle management forever. <laughs> forever. It's not like like you know. It's not like a dumb. It's not like a, a Dollar General name. But you're gonna be like middle management. Maybe like an assistant to HR. You're not gonna be anything real. Uh, but that's still admirable. You're probably making yeah, a good living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're do, doing your best. <laughs> uh, so the search for Carl, it lasted three days. They didn't find a trace. 
of him. But towards dusk on the third day, Henry stumbled upon Carl's body. He was laying on the ground in the woods, motionless. His loaded rifle was found leaning against a tree 70 feet away. Henry reported finding huge footprints around Carl's body. And the official autopsy revealed that Carl was reportedly squeezed to death. Holy shit. Okay. His lungs were found to be punctured by his own ribs, and he died. I wonder so was that the Bennington monster? I hug. wonder what yeah. pissed Shaq off so much that he squeezed the <laughs> man <Right>. to death. <laughs> it's, was it the they're name? Talking shit in the ge- they're talking shit in the general insurance. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah, he does commercials time. for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Carl, or I mean, yeah, Carl was uh, like, oh, the general? That's bullshit. <laughs> and then Shaq's like, don't come for me and squeeze him to death. Um <laughs> And to be fun, and then in the most the latest series of the general commercials, Shaq does play a wild man. So he I does. Think this is all connected. That's true. It's true. He does. Synchronicities. Synchronicities. I know we were joking about Shaq, but I'm on board with this now. <laughs> there is an outside chance it was Shaq, because um, he is immortal. So, uh, uh, so yeah, we have a Bigfoot that squeezes people to death, a man-eating rock. Yep. Uh, a naked wild man. Naked wild man, murder. Uh, but the most um, popular aspect of the Bennington Triangle is the series of disappearances that occurred between 1945 and 1950. Ooh, okay. Um, this is like the main, like, when people like think the Bennington Triangle, this is like the main thing. What they think These about. weird disappearances between 1945 and 1950. Okay. Uh, so... There we'll get is. into it. All right. Does um uh, does David does Polites talk about this? Uh no, this is more we're going back to Joseph Citro now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um though that was the only thing I saw from the missing four one. Okay. Um, that's cool. But that's something we could do in a topic on yeah, the future. We could. There's that's so much sure. cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. The first disappearance occurred. Um there was like let me preface. There was a lot of other disappearances in the past, but it was all like word of mouth. There mm-hmm. was nothing like concrete. These disappearances between 1945 and 1950, they were all, you know, at least written about in the paper. And so there is actual paper trail for right. these disappearances. Okay. Um, so the first occurred on November 12th, 1945, when 74-year-old – are you ready for this this person's name? Yes. Um. Middle uh, – I mean, Mitty – Mitty – I can't read. I, I put a capital I there. I don't, I'm so dumb. Uh, <laughs> when 74-year-old Mitty Rivers. Mitty Rivers. Mitty Rivers. Like M-I-D-I? M-I-D-I, yeah, Mitty. Like the little like <laughs> shitty like <laughs> ringtones. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, 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 he developed those shitty Mitty Rivers. Yeah. Wow. Oh. The um, <laughs> there's a lot of historic elements to this. Wow. Like, guys, it's, just, it's just blowing my mind. So... A uh, 74-year-old Mitty Rivers disappeared while out hunting. Uh, Rivers was guiding a group of four hunters up the Glastonbury Mountains. Uh, on the way back, Rivers got ahead of the group just by like a couple, like a hundred yards. So he mm-hmm. barely got ahead of them. And he was just never seen again. He just, he was there and then he wasn't there. Yeah. A couple hundred yards ahead of the other hunters and then disappeared, never seen again. Uh, an extensive search was conducted, but the only evidence discovered uh, was a single rifle cartridge that was found in a stream. Wow! Huh? So that's pretty wild. So he was yeah. murdered. How do you? How do you? Hmm. Was he? No one knows. They never found the body. How do you? Yeah. How do you disappear just like that, though? That's wild. And also, you would hear. Did you step on a man-eating rock. Yeah, the uh, man-eating rock, dude. Yeah, the men-eating yeah. rock. Yeah. Wait. Or maybe the other four hunters murdered him and came up with a story. That could have right. been too. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Because um Mitty, he was an experienced hunter and fisherman, and he was um familiar with the local area. Right. So he was hired to show them the area. So it's not like he'd get lost or <gasps> right, right. Okay. But oh he's my. got a couple hundred yards ahead of them, disappeared. So, Never so been these found. guys hired him to bring them to the man eating rock. And they were like, we're going to sell this fucking rock for billions. And then he's like, oh, since I took you there, I want to I wanna cut. But then they took him out so they could get more money for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what happened, probably. Yeah. That's I mean, actually, yeah. Yeah, that's very believable. Yeah. Honestly, 
Why not? Sure. Why, Why not, not, Matt? Why not, Mothway Matt? You know? <laughs> so the next person to vanish uh, is the most infamous of all the Bennington Triangle disappearances. Uh, this is a case that's definitely the most talked about. On December 1st, so December 1st, keep that in your mind, mm-hmm. 1946. December eight, 1st? Yeah, December 1st. Yeah, Christmas Day. Okay, got it. Christmas Day. <laughs> Shaq's birthday. According to Freeform Channel, that's when they start their countdown to Christmas. So, yeah, Christmas Day, baby. Um, 18-year-old uh, Paula Weldon uh, decided to take a hike on the long trail. Uh, she left her dorm at Bennington College and walked into the woods. Uh, she was easy to spot because she was wearing a bright red coat. Plenty of people saw her that day, including on the trail itself. But Monday came and Paula didn't show up to her classes. So her roommate got nervous and the college called the sheriff's department. 400 students and faculty members assembled to help look for their missing classmate. Wow. That's a lot of that's a lot of ground coverage right there. Let me tell you, yes. 400 people. So that's wild. I wonder how many people were at the college, though. Like, it was like a college of like a thousand. That's a pretty good odds. But there's like 10,000 people at the college and only 400 people decided to look for you. That's kind of sad. You know, you're probably really unpopular. Right. Uh, but Aww. <laughs> let's just pretend it was a college of 400. Everybody looked. <laughs> right. Everybody looked. Everybody was really nice and friendly. Okay. Uh, so eventually, um, her family's wealthy Connecticut family. So a massive search party of a thousand people eventually started looking for her. They had bloodhounds, helicopters, and even a clairvoyant uh, comb the area for weeks. Um, a $5,000 reward was um, offered. No one ever found her. Wow. Nothing. So she went off into the woods and just disappeared. Yes. No trace. And it was weird because like she was planning, like some people were saying, oh, maybe she's like hiking. One of the theories was she was hiking to Canada to meet her boyfriend. Okay. But it was December, so it was colder. So she was wearing like a light jacket. So it was enough for daytime, but it would have killed her at nighttime with hypothermia. Right. Right. So that's definitely a possibility. But on December 22nd. No, no, no. I was just going to say, so like, I think a lot. In these like window areas, if that's what you want to call them, <clears throat> you know, people talk about realities being thinnest and things being able to cross over from one reality to another. But that also means that people can cross over into a uh-huh. different reality. So what if some of these missing cases are people wandering into different realities, different dimensions? Who knows? Yeah. You know, it definitely. Or it could be she stepped on a man-eating rock. That's true, too. Or a man-eating rock. I didn't say rock, it was a yeah. woman-eating rock. I said just a man-eating rock. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This rock can also rock eat women. It can eat women. It can eat whatever, you know, whatever it wants to. Men, really. women, theys, thems, so, whoever. It doesn't discriminate. Yep. It eats anything and anyone. Yep. And Bernie, that's why Bernie Sanders is so proud to be from Vermont. Right. Because there's <laughs> all-inclusive man-eating rock. Uh, uh, so... On December 22nd, so they searched for over 20 days. All efforts came to an end. There was not a single trace of uh, body, clothing, evidence, or anything. Huh. Okay. Since she had money, um, you know, her parents had some influence. So there's a real uh, historic element to this as well. Uh, So the quality of the search uh, was met with scrutiny from her family. Uh, And so all this scrutiny eventually caused Vermont to form their own state police department. Huh. So they didn't have a state police department before? Nope. It was like New York was looking. They had local police departments, but like New York helped. But because of this disappearance, they created the Vermont State Police. Look at that. Mm. Isn't that something? Yes. Very interesting. Some some history Uh, there. (laughs) Uh, So... That was December 1st, 1946. Okay. We're going to fast forward now to December 1st, 1949. Okay. Exactly three years after Paula Weldon had disappeared. Uh, James E. Tedford, a veteran, was a resident of the Bennington Soldiers' Home. He had been in St. Albans, Vermont, visiting relatives. That's in northern Vermont. That's sort of where we stayed okay. uh, when we went to Vermont. Vermont, yep. uh, So he was in northern Vermont in St. Albans. Albans visiting relatives uh, and he was returning home on the local bus when he just vanished what when he was, he was on, on the bus, bus and he vanished? vanished yeah and then he just vanished huh. according to witnesses uh tedford got on the bus and was still on the bus at the last stop 
before arriving in Bennington. So they were wow. driving through the Bennington Triangle, and between the stop before Bennington and Bennington, he just vanished. Huh. Uh, his belongings were still there. Uh, his bus ticket was still there, and his seat was just vacant. Wow. And no one ever knew where he went. Never found any evidence for him. Like, I know this is all weird and all, but you know what? I think that humans, uh, if they want to disappear and just be gone, they can do that. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. So if you don't want to be seen, you won't be seen. You know what I mean? So That's true. Because there are, there are people out there that just don't care anymore and just want to be away from everything, you know? Yeah. For but James, you know, that makes sense. But he was visiting family. Right. So Some of these don't make sense, happened. though. Like, <clears throat> like, the, uh, like the girl that walked off randomly she was just happy college student right yeah a young college student who had her whole life ahead of her yep. family had money yep i don't yeah. know that's weird but the fact is like i feel like in this area it's very uh it's like extreme wilderness so right. i feel like you gotta like you, you might be able to find something eventually i yeah. don't know yeah it could true. be missing people but it could yeah. be Something it else. could be more. I don't know. Uh, so the fourth person to vanish was eight-year-old Paul Jeffson. Oh. So this is now we're in 1950. On October 12th, 1950, Paul had accompanied his mother in a truck. She left her son unattended while she fed some pigs. Sounds oh. about right. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. That's yeah. good. That's what I want to do when I have kids. Just leave it around and go feed a bunch of pigs. Yeah. Just Are you ready for Mother of the Year? Yep, here she we go. She was only gone for about an hour, she said. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> you know what that says to me? These pigs need more care than my, my own child does. That's what that says. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Oh, so yeah, when she returned after an hour of feeding the pigs, her son was nowhere uh, to be found. Again, search parties were formed to look for the child. Nothing was ever found. The weird thing was... Like um, that prior case with Paula, um, Paul was also wearing a bright red jacket. Huh. Hmm. And some also, kind, some kind not of color only thing that going on here. Weird that it was yeah. like a colored thing, but also a bright red jacket would be make it easier to find you. Find you, right? Uh, huh. So that's weird. Again, never been found. Uh, and according to one story that I saw, uh, the bloodhounds tracked the boy to a local highway. Where, uh, according to legend, that is the exact same place where uh, Paula Weldon, who was wearing the red coat prior, yeah, uh, was the last exact same place um, that she was last seen. Oh, yeah, that's weird, man. Hmm. And I also did read weird stuff like maybe um, he got out and a pig ate the kid because holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> giant pigs! Oh my um, god. Uh, so maybe uh, he was pig food. But well, this mother doesn't sound too 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 good no. to me. Maybe she fed the the kid to the pig. You know what I mean? The kid was a vegetarian. She's like, I can't have that in this household. We're a pig right. family. We're yeah. a pig family. Mother of the Year award. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so we have four disappearances in a five year um, stretch. Right. Not a single shred. The only evidence that was found of any of these missing bodies was that one shotgun shell. Whoa. And was that for sure? Is that was that for sure his? No. So you don't know. It we don't even know if it was. Gun. It was the yeah. same gun he had. So oh, that's okay. like the closest. But a lot of other people could have the gun. He could have lost uh, it on the last time he went up on the, the path. Or exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. Because he was on there quite frequently. Yeah. Uh, so the last disappearance that um, happened during this uh, stretch of five years happened 16 at, uh, days after uh, Paul Jefferson, the eight, eight-year-old kid, had vanished. Okay. Uh, so on October 28th, 1950, Frida Langer uh, and her cousin Herbert Elsner. See, now we're getting good names. Yeah. Frida Herbert. and Herbert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Herbert, left Herbert f- Sherbert. <laughs> That's a Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah, it is delicious. Come down and get your Herbert Sherbert. Herbert Sherbert. Let's, let's get lost together. Herbert Sherbert. <laughs> this is really sick. We're making fun yeah. of missing. Yeah, this people, isn't funny but, uh, actually. That's uh... well, actually, I would eat a Herbert. Sherbert. I would. I would too. Actually, <laughs> it would be easier, yeah. they could put like bright red strawberry Sherbert. Oh in yeah, it and maybe a little bacon. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, so frida and her cousin herbert left their family campsite near uh the somerset reservoir and the bent uh and the bennington triangle to go on a hike 
Uh, during the hike, uh, Frida slipped and fell into a stream. Uh, she told Elsner if he would wait, she would go back to the campsite and change her clothes and catch up to him. Okay. So she's like, oh, clumsy me. I slipped in this stream and now I'm all uh, wet. Right. So she <laughs> went back to the camp. Yes. Her first and, uh, mistake right there, going yes, back to that camp. that was her first mistake. Yeah. Um, she did not return, so yep. Herbert thought that was weird. He made his way back to the campsite and uh, discovered that Langer had never been there since they both left together earlier. Oh, so she never made it back even. Yeah. Whoa. So in a stretch, they weren't hiking for that long. Right. Um, so over the next two weeks, five searches were conducted involving aircraft, helicopters, and up to 500 searchers. Wow. Uh, no trace of Langer was found during the search. Hmm. This is where this one gets weird. So that was on October 28th, 1950. On May 12th, 1951. So that's about, do the math in my head. Uh, uh, it's about two shacks. Um, three plus four plus seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, about, you know, like. <laughs> I think six, seven, eighth months. Yeah. A decent amount of time later. There you go. Her decent, body, that's a good, that's yeah, a good number a right there. A decent amount of time later, uh, her body was found near the Somerset Reservoir. Okay. Which is, you know, finally they found a body. But the weird thing was that area had been extensively searched seven months pr- prior. Like, so all 300 of the people searched multiple times where her body was found. Hmm. Okay. Seven months prior. So a body dump. Possibly. So yeah. the body was dumped. Yeah. Huh. Okay. By what though? But like, Who was it? You know? Is it weird? Like it was an area where they searched over and so over. So they wouldn't have missed it. And then right. just so this made a lot of people think, oh, maybe all these killings were a serial killer. And right. they wanted to show, like, oh, look what I did. And they brought the body back. Wow. Okay. Yep. Um, but there's been no direct connections. Um, so, you know, it wouldn't really be a serial killer, I don't think. Because, no. like, don't serial killers usually have, like, one specific, like, MO? Yeah, they have, like, this. Uh, yeah. Man, yeah. Matt, Matt would probably know. Unless, he knows. You're, yeah, unless you're, like, the Zodiac killer. This is true crime. This is the closest we're getting to true crime. Yeah, that's true. Which, which there, I mean, there's there's things like the Zodiac that were just kind of, like, he used random, random shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but true. most, but of like, them, in some case, most of them want to be caught too, right? I think that's the thing. So maybe there. that's why he revealed the body for the last right. one. Right, right, yep. And then there's other cases like with uh, Mitty. They were only 200 yards ahead of him. That's very risky of a serial killer, right? To right. literally see to take somebody out. Yeah. Ooh, unless serial killer was part of the hunting group. That Boom. He, that could be right. it too. Like he got a taste for blood after he killed Mitty. Oh man. Yeah, I love. I, um, yes. So, yeah, what could have caused this? Serial killer, potentially, yep. but I don't know. Uh, the area also has a long history of UFO sightings. Oh, of course. Oh. So Aliens are serial killers. There you go. We They're the ones killing That's... people and dumping their bodies. <laughs> yeah. Hello, uh, people. Look at the facts here. Look at the facts. <laughs> That'd be like a new fringe of conspiracy theory. Right. We don't want to get into that. Not only are aliens real, but aliens are the all serial killers in America have alien DNA. Look it up. Charles Manson, alien DNA. Uh, I don't know any other serial killers. Uh, Ed Gain. Look it up. Ed Gain. John Wayne Gacy. Alien blood. Alien blood. All all serial killers have alien DNA. You heard that here first. Joe Rogan, I'll talk about it on your podcast if you want. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. There is a lot of – so people assume maybe it was UFO abduction. Yeah. Because there's been instances of cattle mutilation in the area, Mm -hmm. multiple lights in the sky. Yeah. and then the weird one I just thought was cool. Uh, in 1978 to 1984, so this is after yeah. the main disappearances, but maybe the aliens just coming back to- uh, Just chill. To, you know, yeah. reminisce. Right. Oh, talk, remember talk when we murdered it. those people? <laughs> right. This area is so- be- it, Vermont's beautiful. Maybe they're uh-huh. just sightseeing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, the, the fall the fall leaves look so beautiful. Remember when we murdered five people here? <laughs> right. Um, so between 1978 and 1984 and the Bennington Triangle area, there was reports of a flying silo. Uh, what? A, a silo. silo. 
So like like you know like one of those yeah. giant silos, the farm yeah. thing, yeah, a whole, farm the thing, whole, yeah, like a flying silo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I got this from another uh, Joseph Citro book, Green Mountain Ghost Ghouls and Unsolved Mysteries. Um, a flying silo was witnessed throughout the Bennington Triangle area by at least six witnesses. Um, Don Pratt described it as round, fat, silo shaped, and about sixty feet long. Oh, that's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. And then like, you know, this is like the best. There's like, there was always like lights and stuff right, right. back in like the 1800s and stuff. But yeah. this is the best. Like, this is my favorite account. Uh, and then another witness saw it when he was hunting. So he aimed his rifle scope at the, um, of course he did. Yeah, of course. I mean, he aimed his rifle and scope. It's at your the only crowd. option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't. Intending to shoot it. He just wanted to use the scope so he could get a clear view of the uh, ship. So he stated once he looked through the scope, he got to see it for a second, but then there was a bright flash and the silo just like disintegrated and and disappeared. That's trippy. Um, So the man said it was similar in size as what Don said, 60 feet round, but he said he noticed strange markings on the side. So could it be? Aliens that abducted slash murdered these people? You know what other craft strange. had strange markings on the side? The Kecksburg UFO. The Titanic. The Titanic. The Titanic. The scratches, the scratches of the glacier on the side. That was the strange. <laughs> no, they had the Kecksburg. Kecksburg UFO. That was, yeah. uh, they had that strange, was strange acorn writing. shaped. So acorn shaped. Acorn sort of looked like silos a uh-huh. little bit. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe the, that ship, the, the silo one was just the mommy version of the acorn Ooh. Kecksburg version, you know? Right. What about, yeah. Jake, now what about, what about the theory of, of, uh, Bigfoot? The dead man? Does that get brought into this area? Um, like Bigfoot's being abducted by aliens? No, no, that would be or tight. Bigfoot's steal. Well, <laughs> there is no evidence of like Bigfoot's like like would you with the Albert Osman story? Like the yeah, Albert like Osman story, yes. Um, yeah. there isn't anything like that, but there was that one report of the Bigfoot literally potentially squeezing a guy to death in the right. area. Right. So what's to say that the Bennington monster, the Bennington Bigfoot, could be a murderer? Wouldn't just like squeeze him and then take him to his cave? Yeah, yep, that's true. Yeah. Could be a Bigfoot murder. Um, or it could even be a Blair Witch styled time loop. Okay. Um, so, you know, like in Blair Witch, like I think it was in more in the reboot. Yeah, it's the more the reboot. Yeah. The reboot sequel, like yeah. where like it's sort of like was just like they're stuck in a time loop. Well, they could all, and, you could, it could also, it also did that in the original. They were, you know, they were also talking about how like, oh, it's, how is it yeah. already getting dark or lighter? You know, I mean, yeah, like right. time was like nothing. Yeah. Time was nothing. Yeah. Right. They, like they really like did it with like the lights and the reboot. Right. They really reboot did. Slash right. sequel. Yeah. Uh, so Robert Singley, a music composition teacher at Bennington College. So we're back to Bennington College. That's the okay. same college that, uh, um, what's her name? Paula uh, right. disappeared from. Hmm. Uh, he's also an experienced hiker and he became lost on the mountain in 2008. Uh, he took a trail um, on the Glastonbury Mountain in the Bennington Triangle uh, that he's walked on thousands of times before. So he's very familiar with it. Um, so he started to use the same trail as he went back. However, the well-known trail to him didn't lead where it should have. According to Singley, he walked over five miles before realizing that he just had done a loop and he hadn't reached his car. And that was the distance he was supposed to. Wow. Uh, just as he became concerned, a heavy fog rolled in, and the whole trail just became pitch black. Oh, man. Huh. Yeah. That's so wild. that's our Blair Witch, right? That's yeah. 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 Um, so he, the only thing he could see was a maple tree. So he went to the maple tree, um, and he tried to start a fire. This is where I think the story gets a little BS. He said every stick he reached for turned out to be an animal bone. Whoa, <laughs> that's some Blair Witch stuff too, really, yeah, right? Totally. I mean, yeah, like... yeah. Uh, so maybe this guy just likes Blair Witch. Um, yeah. but <laughs> a big I thought it was a cool movie. story. So, um, so you know, he was distressed, but he was just upset that he never would see his fiance again. So he nef- he started lighting the uh animal bones on fire and huddled by it throughout the night. Uh, in the morning, he found out that he has somehow ended up on the 
other side of the mountain from wow. his car. And since it was daytime, he was able to go, he was able to get to his uh, car. Wow. That's some wild. That's wild, man. That could be a UFO thing, though, too. You know, it could be. An well, that's the thing. In the Blair Witch, they sort of like in the remake. Sorry mm-hmm. to bring this back to the Blair Witch. That's that's one of the, the best remake, movies of all time. They're both great movies. Yeah. In the remake, they sort of had like the flashing lights, which could have been uh, some right. people interpret. They really opened that up. At the end I interpreted yeah. it as UFOs. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you have, I, I, I thought it was like aliens were watching what was happening. Like there was the witch, right? This the paranormal aspect, but there was like aliens that were kind of watching this whole thing go down. Yeah. So is the Bennington Triangle the real life Blair Witch? Bl- yeah. Is it the, yeah. the real? Fuck yeah, it is. Burkittsville? Burkittsville, yep. Is mm-hmm. it the real life Burkittsville, Maryland? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, so yeah, that's the crazier explanations. Um, but you know, there's some more plausible explanations. Like there was a couple ghost towns there. So they could have easily fallen into a well that right. went deep right. down, covered by woods. Um, there was mine shafts in the area or even like hypothermia. Sometimes when people are suffering from hypothermia, they, with their last gasp, they dig holes to, to try, try to, to like warm themselves make up. themselves warm and yeah. they die in holes. And then if snow goes over it, then you're done for. That's, that's, so that's there's insanely a lot of depressing. Like plausible explanations. Um, but that is in a nutshell, the Bennington triangle. Wow. Oh, that's fucking that's a good sick. Step. That's insane. Yeah. All right, boys. So let's let's figure out who thinks it all that weird stuff's happening. It's real or fake. Let's do that. Okay. Matt, you go first. I think it's totally fucking real. I think this this is a place just like um you know the 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 Chestnut Ridge area and in you know like West Virginia and the Bermuda Triangle. It's a window area, so I think I think this is just an, the the Paddington Triangle is just another <laughs> area where all this strange That's what we stuff should call exists. The, right, the Paddington monster should just be called the Paddington Bear monster. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it's real? Then you think it's everything? Oh yeah, I think are it, happening. I, I think and these real. missing people, what yeah. caused these people to go missing? Yeah. Yep. That's, what that's, caused your, it? That's, that's a question, yeah, Matt. That's a question, Matt. Oh, oh, what, what caused, what caused it? it? Yeah. Out of all these different weird things, right? What caused what could, it? What caused it? Um, honestly, honestly, I think it's probably people. I, I, I always like to think because I'm, I'm like weird sci-fi nerd about this, but I love the idea that people can travel into or walk through a different dimension. And I mean, in these areas, that's, you know, a lot of people speculate, where do these things come from? Why are they concentrated to one area? What's, what's it about this area that either gives off or gives off all of these, all of this, this weird energy. But I, I think, I think these people just walk into a, I don't know. Yeah. Portal. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you're going portal. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Um Who? Who? Mike Jones. I um I think it's real. I think like Matt said, you know, you got all these places. You got Bridgewater Triangle, you got West Virginia, you got all these areas that are window areas to things, weird things. They have different energy. They carry all kinds of stuff, you know? So I think, yeah, I think weird stuff. I think uh there are things in different areas and different states where weird shit is just an increase of weird shit happens. And this is just one of them. Mm-hmm. And for the missing people, I think it's a mixture of what I think, uh, uh abductions, UFO abductions. I think, I think it's a mixture right. of that. And I'm just going to be a little blunt and people being stupid. I think it's that, that's a lot of people. Think yeah. I think it's like, yeah. Even experienced like hikers say like the winds can get erratic up there right, and cause exactly. you to disorient. Yeah. So definitely in some cases, yeah, I think very plausible. I do think, um, yeah, UFO abductions tie in with that. Um, I do like what you said though, Matt, about the what, people going just because like that guy that was like a hundred feet of the other people, right. he could have just slipped through a time window yeah. or like a window and like right. it's gone forever, right? Yeah. But I think I think a lot of a lot of it might just be like I think it's aliens and then just like I said people being 
just dumb people, honestly. What, so, what about the whole serial killer thing? Like, what if there was, mm, I mean, the wild man. I, I, that dude was obviously yeah, dangerous, right? He was pointing. But the wild man true. was in the 1867. Right. The yeah, but what if he's a fucking vampire, Jake? Did you even think oh, of that? Oh, we got vampires. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, with all the crazy shit that goes on, why, why not? not? Why yeah, not? why the fuck not? Well, I think That's why Bernie Sanders is still kicking when he's like 90 years old. It's Bernie like, Sanders is a vampire. <laughs> I think that full of alien DNA. <laughs> well, I think that, um, yeah, I think it's, um, I don't know. I, I feel like there could be obviously serial killers and there's obviously mountain men that live up there and right, all that weird yeah. stuff, but I don't, I don't know. I just, it's it a, was, I don't, I don't attach to that. Not everybody. Right. Know, um, yeah. There's just too much weird shit. Right. Uh, and like, you know, maybe that man eating rock that yeah. we were taking it too literal. Maybe that is like someone was on a rock and right. went through right. the portal. That's true. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so Jake, what do you think then? What's your opinion? I think it's real. And I'm really on board with this. Um, either um, Shaq being the Bennington monster. <laughs> doing yes. It, Correct. Or the wild man being a vampire. Okay. I'm really into this. Um, I don't know. Something's going on. Um, right. I do know yeah. as the story's grown, I'm sure not all of these stories are real. I'm sure some of them had more back fact-based logic back in the day. But as the years went on, right, it's changed. But I do know for a fact Vermont has, out of all 50 states, um, the third most um, missing person cases per capita. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of people go like, sure, like it's not the most because like such a small state, but per right. capita, Vermont has the third most missing That's wild. Uh, person cases. So something's weird happened. Something weird is happening in Vermont. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's I don't a know what it is. That's a wild place, man. Yeah. That's awesome. There you go. That was good. That was a good one, Jake. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank that you. was super yeah. cool. So we do we got any uh, reviews? Uh, I don't, let's I'll look. Do we okay. have a, an event we want? We, to yeah, we have here. I'll, let me plug that real quick for you. We got four events coming up, boys. Yep. Uh, we got we got our very own Cryptid Bash, which is happening on Saturday, August seventh, in Morgantown at Morgantown Art Party. There'll be like thirty different vendors and movies being shown by Small Town Monsters. So come out to that. It's a free event. It's from 11, 11 to six. So come out to that. That's gonna be awesome. We have the Braxy Bazaar, which is happening at uh, in uh, Sutton, West Virginia, which is on uh, 9-11-21. Mm-hmm. And there's also um, the Flatwoods Monster Fest on the same day. Yeah, don't get it confused. Don't get it confused, everybody. Yeah. So Braxy Bazaar, come out to that. Come down. Uh, Mothman Festival, obviously, we're going to be at that one, 9-18 to 9-19-2021. Yeah. We'll be there on Friday probably, too. Yeah, I'll probably be there Friday. So if you guys want to come chill. Yeah. And then we got Cryptid Con in Lexington, Kentucky, 1120 and 11 to 1121. Hell yeah. So those are the events we have slated for this year. Some big, big ones. Yeah. So that's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we do have a review. Oh, okay. It's from T Dryer 1991. Mm, okay. Five nice stars. And it says, one second. Let me read the whole catch. It says, a, I think I saw the Mothman dot, dot, dot. I'm unable to read rest of it. Okay. I'm sure it was a great joke. So T dryer, if it's a great joke, I'm sorry yeah. I missed it, but yep. it was probably funnier than us. So. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I mean, just the first, just the first word of that sentence is funnier than us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't even know how to pronounce that. That's too big of vocabulary. <laughs> exactly. for us. Yeah. I stick to random Tim Allen grunts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the T dryer 1991 said great podcast. I love the relationship and chemistry between the host, a real Mulder and Scully dynamic. Mm. If Mulder and Scully were three people instead of two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good review. Yeah. That good was review. a good, good review. I like that. I like that. Five yeah. stars. Keep them going. Keep yeah. them going. Makes keep me happy. Coming. Please. We need them. We need and them here's for- oatmeal cream pie for you. We need them. We need them for something. I'm not sure what, but we need those for our own. Uh, our own well, heads. We need, so yeah. If the higher, the better reviews you get, the bigger our heads get. Right. And and our heads <laughs> are. It's not going to make any difference to the podcast, guys. What, what? What? I've never met a more arrogant group of of peoples than us. <laughs> uh, honestly, that's true. But I think it's because of this podcast. Like our self esteem used to be so low before this podcast. Our fans made us this way. But you turned so. you, you you made our heads big. You all turned yeah. us into monsters. We are monsters. Yeah, we, we really have are. ego issues. We do. Mm-hmm. We think we're better than 
nobody really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just kidding around. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. We'll see you all next time. All right. Bye. 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 Peace. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Okay.